Morris, man, it's great to have you here having this conversation with me. Um, wonderful that we get to do this in, in the home. Yes. And sit as brothers and talk about what's going on in our country right now and how the gospel intersects all of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I texted you when everything kind of hit the airwaves. Yeah. Um, and all of this has begun to bubble up. I said, you know, Lamoris, you have a, a voice. I believe it's an anointed voice that, that God is elevating to, to, to bring truth and grace and hope and love and, and healing into this space right now. And so mm. I'm just glad we get to put a microphone on that voice. I'm excited. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I appreciate it. Thank um, you. Well, you know, I, I don't want to sound cliche, mm-hmm. but, but the thing that is consistently being said right now, I, I want to step into, and that is that I want to listen. Yeah, and our community wants to listen, mm-hmm. and um, our community is being affected by this from a lot of different fronts. Yeah, um, this whole racial uh, divide that's taking place in our country right mm-hmm. now. You know, we have some that are being affected by it directly because they are in the black community. Yeah, and we yeah. have some that are kind of looking on because they're in the white community, not knowing how to respond. Yeah, and um, wanting to respond, mm-hmm. but not understanding or knowing what what the place is to be able to do that. And so I'd love for you to just help us as we're processing through all of that. Yeah. Um, to, to start with, um, I would love to just hear kind of your commentary on what is happening. Like if I were to call you on the phone and say, yeah, yeah. Morris, help me understand what's going on. Why is this happening? Right yeah, now? yeah. Man, I, uh, great question, first of all. And I would like it unto a pressure cooker, mm. right? There's been so much systemic racism in our country in this last video which seeing something yeah is different than what hearing it. right right so there's been an outcry in the black community for a very long time yeah. but to actually see it in real time i think the pressure cooker just busted yeah and many african americans are just tired yeah and so we see a space now where true hate mm-hmm. Honestly, evil, mm-hmm. yep. frustration, um, people are tired. Yeah. And so voices want to be heard. Yeah. And so we're just seeing the pressure cooker, yeah. the pot, the, the tops off. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I believe we're seeing right now in America. Mm-hmm. And um, it's affecting a lot of people. Yeah. So, so must, much of this has been boiling under the surface for... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But um, what, it, what is it that's made this different? Because it feels like there's a shift. Yes. That's yeah. happening. It feels like change is kind of in the wind. Absolutely. Why, why is this different? Now? Well, look at what drives our culture. We are in a generation now where your opinion can be fast tracked faster yeah. than any other yeah. time in history. Yeah. Right. I can look back and see a black and white video of Rodney King being beat and those officers getting off. Mm -hmm. I can see Mm -hmm. a video, right? But now we can see a video, an IG post, a tweet, Facebook, live news, local news, right? So I think it's hitting the hearts of people faster. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the difference. The airways is exemplifying this thing at a level that has never been seen. And for for many people, that is a reality, right? right? Even if you haven't lived it, you get to actually see a reality in six different outlets at one time. Mm. And 
it's it's unprecedented in our generation. Yeah. It's never been done before. Yeah. And so I think that's how, why it's such a boiling point. It's like yeah. you can't put, turn on anything without seeing it. Right. Let me check my Twitter. Let me check Facebook, IG. Right. Every space right. you've been inundated with with this image. Wow. So I think that's the, the huge part of it. Yeah. I'd love for you to share with us a little bit on a personal level mm-hmm. to kind of start out as a launch pad on this. And then, then of course, I want to dive into some of the systemic issues that mm-hmm. affect the black community that's broader than just, you know, your personal life. But yeah, can you just share with me some, uh, maybe some trauma that you've experienced in the past as um, being someone that's been on the receiving end of racism? Yeah. Of being treated differently because of the color of your skin? Absolutely. I think the first, <laughs> it's funny, the first traumatic, I would say, event when it comes to racism was in seventh grade. Mm. Um, I had a teacher who was white and uh, he was a science teacher and I was a class clown, right? Like, I was dealing with so much pain. My outlets was athletics and making people laugh. Right. And so I had just done something in the class, everyone laughed. And, He's like, Lamorce, get out of my classroom, go to the office. And so as I get up, I began walking. I do what I call like this pimp walk, like I'm walking, you know? (laughs) So he sees that and the class laughs again. And so I walk to the door and, you know, I kind of nonchalant about to slam the door. Like, I'm finna get in one more time type deal. So I I go to slam the door and I pulled it hard Mm -hmm. and it didn't slam. So I turned around. I didn't know he was behind me and he caught the door. And then he slammed it. And then he grabbed me by my shirt and pushed me against the board in the hallway and called me the, the hard N-word. And I couldn't believe it. And so I pushed his hands down and the, literally the principal's office was not even eight feet, five feet. I run it to the principal's office who was, who was a black woman. Yeah. And I say, Mrs. S, I don't wanna reveal her name. I said, Mr. S, just call me the N-word. Mm. And she looked at me and said, he would never do that, you get out of my office. That hurt me more than Mr. S calling me the N-word. Wow. Right? Because in my mind, we're in this together. Right, right. I'm telling, and I was a troubled kid, suspended, right? So it didn't look good. Yeah. But I'm in tears saying this. Mm -hmm. So that was my first flat out racial experience in school in which supposed to be a safe place by a teacher who's supposed to be safe that puts his hands on me and call me the N-word. Wow. And that was my first brush with open, like open, real, raw racism. Yeah. Wow. So you think what's what's so difficult is, you know, growing up as a white male who's not, doesn't fall into any of those categories Mm. uh, that would, you know, typically be on the receiving end of any kind of, you know, uh, either oppression or mistreatment, you know? Yeah. White and I'm male. And so, yeah. um, I, I've never, I'm not privy to those experiences. Yeah. You know? And I, and I sit here and I think now of, of my black friends that I grew up with and I'm like, I wonder how many of them experienced something like this and I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that I just talked, literally just talked with my neighbor before driving here. And he was saying the same thing. He, he's from Southern Kentucky, had one African-American person in the school. He was a football player. They both play football. And he has saw a Facebook post when it started coming out about yeah. his high school experience. And he's like, what? Hmm. Are you kidding me? And I said, 
is because this. When he was on this team, it was a safe space. Mm. Right? And we know what sports do. Yeah. Right? Right. Because right. we have a common goal together. Right. You play your part, you play your role with our same goal is to win. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're black. And then, that's why I remember the Titans movie is so powerful, yeah. right? He had to get them to the team concept. Mm. So then I said, Bert, he felt safe with mm. you. I said, when he walked at 3.30, when he came to practice, he was able to take a weight off yeah. that he couldn't hold. Yeah. But at 5.30, he had to put a weight on wow. that he could not hold. Wow. And so he had an experience in that town different than what he had mm. with that team. Yeah. And that is the key relationships mm. wow that is the key to this whole thing right yeah you can't enter compassion with someone you don't know mm. now i can have empathy for your situation mm. man my heart can break yeah. when i look at a george floyd my heart breaks when i look at that officer my heart breaks mm. but see i can't have compassion for him the way his mama does mm. his daughter does why? That's an intimate relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if we're going to begin to bridge the gap, and there's two lenses to this thing. Mm. There's the world's view, and there's the kingdom view. Right. There right. is no middle ground. Yeah. So speaking from the kingdom view, if we're going to lead the space, we have to enter into uncomfortable yeah. conversations. Yeah. That's where compassion. Now, you can have empathy. Right. But in order to move from empathy to compassion, I need to know what's in your heart. Yeah. I don't need the cookie cutter answer. I don't need you to be a fear. For every relationship, you qualify by default mm. a space of vulnerability. Yeah. And if we're going to grow, I need to know what's in there. Yeah, that's good. You need to know what's in here. Right. And where does that start? Right here. Right. And so right. You, you, you can't look like everybody else. Mm. Ain't no such thing as a dumb question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It ain't no such thing. Because yeah. in relationships, we qualify by default to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's where it starts. Yeah. And I think if we're asking questions that come from a motivation of curiosity, mm -hmm. come from a motivation of, hey, I, I want to understand. Mm -hmm. I want to know more. I want to get into kind of being able to see through your eyes and walk in your shoes as best as I possibly can. Yes. I think that's where what you're saying, you know, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be honest with you, for... Um, you know, for, for a white male like me, it's, it is uncomfortable to have these conversations. Yeah. I told you that before we started airing. It's yeah. like, hey, I feel uncomfortable yeah. about this, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say the right thing or say the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so great to hear you say, hey, there's no bad question. Yeah. Let's just yeah. have a conversation. Let's talk about this as brothers who love each other and who Absolutely. want the same thing, and that's reconciliation. Absolutely. But it, it seems like that's not necessarily what we're seeing happen across the board yeah yeah it's for some reason it feels like not everybody wants the same thing absolutely and yeah go ahead yeah because of the narrative of how it's being led okay yeah. so here's the here's the the key piece to this we're seeing in society that people are being led emotionally first mm. that yeah. is not the kingdom narrative yeah the kingdom narrative is always lead with love first. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And love is not a feeling. Yeah. It's a choice. Hmm. And that's the lens in which God sees us. And that's the lens in which we are called to see the world. Yeah. And so what you're seeing is an outplay of emotions, mm -hmm. which I get it. And let me let me say this, especially for my people of color who's watching this or mm -hmm. listening to this. 
God designed us to have emotions. Mm. As a matter of fact, he's emotional. Right. Right? right? He designed us to have emotions. He don't mind you being angry. Mm -hmm. He wants you to deal with the pain. He yeah. wants you to be frustrated. But he even put that, he, that injustice gene inside absolutely. of us to cause us to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, and point out things that are not right. Yes. That's, that's, that's wired in us. Yes. Yeah. And here's the determining factor. He does not want you to park there. Mm. Wow. See, he doesn't mind you being emotional over something. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you know that your emotions will lead you to do stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. We can't be led by our right. emotions. But it's okay to park. It's okay to visit there. Yeah. You sh when you see that video, you should be angry. Yeah. If you're not, I have to yeah, question absolutely. something. Right. I'm not talking about right or wrong, who's did, mm -hmm. who didn't do, what is background, none of that. Yeah. If you see that video, it should break your heart. Yeah, right? absolutely. And anger should arise. Right. A righteous judgment for the believer should arise. Yeah. Hate shouldn't arise, mm -hmm. not for the believer, mm -hmm. right? And so leading with God's heart mm -hmm. is key. And, and this is how it starts. If every single person is born in God's image, mm. this is so key. This is so key what I'm about to say. It's not the fact that George Floyd died. Mm. It's not even the fact in how he died, which are both important. Mm. It's the fact that the image of God died. Mm. See, the Bible says we're yeah. made in God's image. Right. That word image in the original language means to take a photograph of. God took a selfie and made you. He didn't make a black you, a mm. white you, a brown you, a yellow you. No, you're made in his image. Mm. And when God put into law, thou shall not kill, it had nothing to do with killing. It had everything to do with the image. Yeah. God did not want to see his image erased from the planet. Yeah. And that's what made, that's why we're in this issue now mm. with sin. Yep. It's because in the garden, it had nothing to do with no tree. Satan didn't care about no fruit. Mm. What did he know that Adam and Eve didn't know? He was already in eternity. He knew the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He yeah. knew the power of identity and image. Yeah, right. And when he saw Adam and Eve, he saw their image. Yeah. And he knew if I could scar their image, I could steal their purpose. Wow. And it's the exact same thing today. Whenever an image of God is crushed, killed, destroyed, put down, talked down to, it pauses purpose. Mm. And you were designed to do something. Mm -hmm. And now George would never be able to do it. That wow. offer, officer would never be able to do it. Yeah. So it's both. They both men are made in God's image and both lives are destroyed. And if that don't break our heart, then we have yeah. a problem. Yeah. And that's why we lead with love. Wow. Uh, you know, Lamorce, one of the things I heard you say is you mentioned this idea of compassion for the officer, mm. which is... Um, that's interesting because you know when when I when I watch it with so many people around the country watch this footage, that's probably the last thing that someone's thinking is like compassion for the perpetrator right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you can you unpack that for me a little bit? What yeah. What does that look like? Absolutely. As believers, these both of these men are made in God's image. Mm. They are both image bearers, and so our hearts for the death of God's image in George Floyd, and also the image of a destroyed life in Officer Chauvin, mm. right? I, I heard that his wife filed for divorce, that uh, just heard he's on suicide watch. Mm. There's no way that doesn't break the heart of God. Right, right. It doesn't, and we know what divorce does to the lives of children. Yeah. So his career is ruined, 
Mm. His marriage is ruined and his potential life is ruined. Jesus says, love them. Mm. Love them both, because that's exactly what Jesus did. Wow. The same people he healed, he died for. Wow. The same people said, crucify him, right. he died for. Right. The officers who beat him, he died for. Wow. So if Jesus set the standard, we got to have, have the same heart and compassion for that officer, just as we do for Floyd. Why? Because wow. eternity is at stake. Wow. And you wouldn't want your worst enemy to be separated from God for eternity. Yeah. So he needs Jesus just as much. And that's the standard of the church. Wow. And again, the only way that we can have that heart is to be reborn. Absolutely. To, to have the, the heart of God be imputed and infused in us. Yes. Because of what we what we believe and receive of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Absolutely. And I, I, refer, I referenced mm -hmm. it earlier. It's all right to be angry. Yeah at him it was an unjust act it was evil and right. it was sin right but nevertheless so we have to move to nevertheless mm. that's a mature love it's great nevertheless he did that mm. i'm to love him i should be praying for him mm. his babies mm. he's got kids i got four kids i should be praying for his babies mm. praying for his wife praying for his family if his mother is alive her baby could lose his life. Mm. It's bigger. And that's exactly what Jesus would do. Wow. Because at the end of the day, if we're more concerned about how Mike Brown died, mm. George Floyd died, if we're more concerned about how they died than where they're spending eternity, then we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's our view as believers. Yeah. The world cannot have this view and they will not have it. Yeah. Until they're born again. Yeah. And that's just real. Now, it won't mean I can't rally with you. My wife went to rally. It don't mean I can't come behind you. But at the end of the day, this conversation is leading somewhere. Yeah, right. And this to tell the greatest story that's ever told. Yeah, that's good. That God loves you. His, his, he sent the son to die for you. Yeah. He bore your sins, every single one. Mm -hmm. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. That story breeds hope. And that yeah. is the only hope. Yeah. In my opinion. And I'm a black man in America. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because it's bigger. It is, yeah. Something's bigger. You know, you mentioned the when we when we all saw, I hope, when we all saw the video of George Floyd, it turned something in us. Mm. You know. I have to admit, and this is, you know, a confession mm -hmm. that in the past as I've seen different things released in videos, I've always been one to go, well, I wonder what the other side of the story is. I Absolutely. wonder. Um, part of that's just my kind of my personality. Like, let me see all the angles of Absolutely. it. It's not always what it's what the media is telling us. And mm -hmm. how do I understand this? And 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 sometimes that's caused me to kind of sit back and not say something or respond in some ways. And and I have to I have to confess that when I saw this one, I got sick. Mm. It was like this. It was so blatant yeah. and so yeah. obvious and so un, unjust. Yeah. And it, it caused me to ask more questions. I had already begun asking a lot of questions about yeah. systemic racism mm -hmm. and inequality mm -hmm. and systemic, you know, pockets of poverty within um, communities that yeah. seem to correlate so much with race Absolutely. and all of these different questions because mm -hmm. of the way that my wife was killed and, and, and how things mm -hmm. began to lead, conversations that began to lead me to 
start understanding some of this stuff a little bit more. Yeah. But when I saw that video of George Floyd, mm -hmm. it started, I started asking, like, this is a, this is a bigger issue than even what I've been able yeah. to uncover up to this point. Yeah. And, and I'd love for you to kind of unpack some of that for us because I think mm -hmm. it'd be enlightening and educating for me and for our community to understand some of the deep systemic issues that are taking place in our country over the topic of race. Oh, absolutely. This is very important for context as well. Yeah. Racism in America is not experienced like other racism around the world. Mm, yeah, it's a very, that. it's a very different spirit. Yeah, for the fact that there was hundreds, if hundreds of thousands, if not, I think it was three and a half million slaves brought from right. their country right. with an intentionality to be slaves. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, and so the birth of liberty, mm. catch this, uh, the Americas are under the rule of a king who's thousands of mile, miles away. Mm. We break from this king with a narrative of life, right. liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. The three founding principles to break away from a tyrant, yeah. catch this, right. who's controlling us, yep with no opinion. Mm, no representation, no ability to. So this yeah. is the birth of America. Wow. So then you bring over slaves. Yep. For you to do exactly what you didn't want a king to do to you. Wow. So this is the birth yeah. of America. Yeah. America cannot survive, which brings what? The Civil War. America can't survive, at least in the South now, Right. without putting human, the image of God mm. under slavery. Yeah. So, so the birth of it inside of a seed has its DNA to become what it's destined to become. I mm. do not have to look in an apple seed and say, become an apple tree. Hmm. It's in its DNA. The only thing I have to do is put it in the right environment. Yeah. Right? Add a little water, a little sunlight, and it will produce. Yeah. And one seed has the potential to become a tree of a hundred apples. Mm. That's in his DNA. Mm. The DNA of America was built on the backs of men. Wow. That seed was sown in the ground. Right. And reaped for generations of looking at someone who's dark as lesser value. Mm. That's the seed right. of America, which was birthed out of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. Now you're not given that. Yeah. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So we got to see the seed of our country. And so this seed is now passed generationally. Mm. There's someone who don't look like you is less than you. Yep. As a matter of fact, it was written. The value of a black person was less than human. Right. That was written. Right. With the three-fifths and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. actually in the law. Yeah. So this is a now a, a wow. permeated mindset on American soil. Right. We're not in Africa. Right. We're not in the Middle East. This is America. Wow. Right. So then we see this germinated past generationally because racism, yeah. you're not born racist. Right. It's taught. Right. So my great granddaddy told me, when I see you, you're less than mm. human. Another generation ago, my great great granddaddy told me, when I look at you, you're less than human. Then we mm. come in the Jim Crow era. Yeah. Right. Even before that, Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, mm. setting slaves free. Free. 
Nothing changed. Yeah. What does the law do? What does what did Paul, Paul tells us that the law does in the mm. Bible? It what reveals sin yeah. and death. So he, a law is signed, and the true hatred is yeah, revealed. It gets revealed. Mm. So fast forward, right? Jim Crow laws. Yeah. Right. Separate but equal. We know nothing was equal. Mm. So it's permeated to see now soil, you sunlight is getting watered. Come 1965, Linda B. Johnson, mm-hmm. civil rights, the law is signed. What happens? Nothing changes. Mm. So you got to understand when you see the history of this system for minorities, yeah. you're against the wall every generation. But then you see different moments where these little seeds pop yeah. out of greatness of minorities in yeah. America. Right. And right. that's the hope. Right. But what I love about the gospel, mm. my God, is the gospel can do for you what no law can ever do for you. Mm. Wow. And I believe this and I always get a hard time, but I'm going to say it. If our Christian leaders in the 1960s would have preached repentance instead of justice, I believe we would have revival. Hmm. Can you can you unpack the difference Absolutely. between those two? We're at a very pivotal place in our country where actual law by the president of the United States, a white president, is signing into law a civil rights bill. Mm. The hearts of America, for those who are lesser than, are excited, and those who are upward with the with the hand down are intrigued. Mm. What is this going to look like? What does this mean? Right. And those who are of a color are excited. So what if in the middle we would have preached a gospel that it doesn't matter if you're up, it doesn't matter if you're down, we all have a sin problem. Hmm. I wow. believe revival would have broke out. Yeah. All right? Because we know what the law does. It just revealed more sin. Right. Right? And so, so when we think of the history, and, and let me say this to my white brothers and sisters as well. There's no guilt or condemnation. Because hmm. that does not come from the Lord. Yeah. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I don't want you sitting here feeling guilty about nothing. Mm. I want you to feel free because there's compassion in you to want to do something about it. And that's why we're that's sitting good. here now. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah. Right. And for those who don't know what to do. Right. This is a spiritual problem. If you really want to take a step to do something, start interceding. And I didn't say pray. Yeah. Anybody could throw up a prayer. Mm. Intercession is a pulling of the soul to knit with the spirit of God Mm. to bring about prayers for change. Wow. You can do that. All of us can intercede. From intercession comes lamenting. Right. And repentance. The year I wasn't there 250 years ago, but because of how the world marked me and my color, I can repent on their behalf. Mm. Right. Yeah. The Bible says we're priests and prophets. Yeah. Isn't that what the prophets did? Yeah. Didn't they repent on the behalf of the people? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is, you know, there's there's conversation in white communities where they'll ask the question, mm-hmm. what do I need well, to repent yeah. of? Like, yeah. You know, and they'll mm-hmm. throw out arbitrary terms like, well, I'm not racist. I haven't mm-hmm. done any of this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what do I need to repent of? And, you know, it struck me. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody about how much like what you just said, the prophets, mm-hmm. you look at Daniel crying out, repenting mm. for sins that he himself did not commit, mm. but it was a communal yes. repentance, yes, a communal lament. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Same thing. And in all of these situations, it brought about change and revival and a flourishing of God's people and Absolutely. unity. Yes. Yes, the language of the un- the language of the kingdom. One of the languages 
is unity. Mm. Right? Yep. So it's hard to paint a picture, which it shouldn't be for us believers. Yeah. That all of us, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a disciple, mm. Paul said that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. Yep. You know how some people, the fivefold ministry, prophet, right. evangelist, pastor, pre- like, I don't fit none of those. Okay. <laughs> well, here's you still one have you do ministry. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, there was nothing accidental in Paul saying that. Right. And it wasn't a reconciliation, mm. grab my hand, of black and white. Right. Th- this is the intro. Yeah. I have to be more concerned that you're reconciled to your father, God. Yeah. Yeah. Now this, the world might pin us against each other. Right. Right. But love always penetrates the difficult. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. He who knew no sin Mm -hmm. became sin. He penetrated. He was love. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He was in the garden, sweating, bleeding. If you ever wonder if there was any unanswered prayers in the Bible, there is one. What did Jesus pray? Father, take this cup away from me. Yep. Did he answer that prayer? Mm. No. no. Don't get disappointed if you don't get answered <laughs> prayers. Right? But here's my point. He wrestled. Yeah, right. He, he, see, he knew what he was about to endure. Mm. He wrestled. He was emotional. He sweat great drops of blood, which is a medical term I can't even pr- mm. pronounce right now. But it's a real term. Yeah. It actually happened from your capillaries bursting because of so much stress. He knew, and it wasn't the torment, it wasn't him getting beat to a pulp, it wasn't him being nailed to a cross, he was finna endure the Mm -hmm. wrath of God. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that is. He endured it. So he's in this space of real pain, frustration, everything, but he uttered these words, nevertheless. And that must be us. I might not understand black culture, I might not understand white culture, I might not understand what's going on in the world, Nevertheless, mm. not my will, but your will be done. And what is his will? All of us have the ministry yeah. of reconciliation. Yeah. God wants his children back. And how, how is he going to get them? Through you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So, you know, we've got a couple different, uh, a couple, a couple different groups of people who are trying to approach change in all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you have people who are trying to approach it from a political standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the different voices that are going on on all different sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. in different political parties. Mm-hmm. You have people who are um, outside of the church who are trying to approach this from kind of whatever whatever stance they're wanting to take. Is, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're it's not it's maybe it's more of an anti-political stance, but it's kind of one that still is trying to instigate change. Then you have the church. Yeah. You have the church trying to. Um, you said earlier that this is not going to be brought about by some kind of legislation, mm-hmm. some kind, because there's got to be true heart mm-hmm. change. Yes. So as far as how you and I are having conversations and as far as how the church mm-hmm. tries to move uh, things forward, what, what do we do to actually bring about change? I know you said interceding, mm-hmm. lamenting. Mm-hmm. Kind of what, what do we do from there? Like, yeah. You know, and and I and I don't want to like skip ahead to that necessarily no, because yeah. I think what you said already was so important as the framework and the foundation for change is not going to happen unless we have unless again we get to this place where we are interceding and we are lamenting mm-hmm. and we are having these conversations. But 
you know, it, it, sometimes it, you know, the, kind of the men of action, kind of yeah, like, well, what I do know. we do? Like, how do I get, yeah. how do I, you know, absolutely bring change about in this? Yeah, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? Absolutely, on that? I think intercession, lamenting, repentance is key. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the freedom. And this next step is you can only influence your sphere of influence. Mm. That's right. So I don't have to go to the east side of Indy to serve people who don't look like me. Mm. Come on. Mm. You're somewhere at some time around somebody who don't look like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's your spirit. Now, I'm not saying if God says go serve. Right. Do it. Right. Right. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm. Obey the voice of the Lord. That is so key. And of course, we all know that's important. But you can influence your sphere of influence. This is what I've been telling my white brothers and sisters. You just can keep it 100. You've been with white people who's had conversations, even Christians, about black people yeah. that you know you would never have in front of a black person. Yeah, yeah. That's one good. small sphere of influence is to, one, not engage in that conversation. Mm. Number two, be willing to have boldness to say, would you say this conversation in front of Jesus? Mm. Because you just did. Wow. Right? That's your sphere. Small, but impactful. Why? It just takes one brain, one mind to be changed. Yeah. And yeah. we never know what that one voice can do yeah. to the yeah. next 50 well, people. What's a seed, like what Absolutely. you just said. You know, it can begin to germinate and grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is your sphere of influence? Yeah. Are you silencing conversations that's not honoring to God's image? Mm. Come on. Mm. Right? Second thing, this is what I've been encouraging people. God is so graceful that he has his servants in all those spheres of influence. Yeah. Government, police departments, yeah. right? God, God has people there. We need to lift them up in prayer. Mm. Are we trusting God that the lawyers in that space, judges in that space, yeah. that they're being light and salt? They're not exempt from it. Mm. It's the call for all of us. Yep. What about police officers? Are they speaking up? I just interviewed a great friend of mine. Uh, Jim, um, he's a police chief in Cincinnati yeah. Township, yeah. and uh, he got 32 officers under him. Strong believer, mm. all white, not one officer, mm. right? He's leading from a kingdom perspective. Mm. So his conversations about how we treat people, yeah, come on, how we honor people, yeah, right? How we never place our own agenda above our duty. That's great. Right. Mm. So people of influence, are we am I praying for him? Mm. Are we praying for police officers? Are we praying for men in influential spaces to yeah. believe that God give them wisdom, give them boldness, Holy Spirit work through them? Mm. Right. Because that's where it starts. Right. I can't go to the White House and tell the president nothing. Right. But I could pray for someone who's on staff as a believer. Mm. Come that's on. That's great. Yeah. But in society, our opinion outweigh our prayers. Mm. And that's the problem. Wow. We want to spew how we feel mm. instead of leading with the heart and love of God. Sure. And that's the world can't do this. Yeah. They can't, but we can. Mm. And I'm tired of the church always responding. We need to start leading. Mm. This conversation should be led in the church, which is still Martin Luther King said this 11 o'clock Sunday mornings, mm. the most segregated day yep. in America. Well, I don't got no white people. I mean, I don't got, you could do some Monday. Mm. When's the last time we had somebody at our table who don't look like us? You yeah. know the true heart of racial reconciliation? Mm. Have somebody eat at your dinner table who don't look like you. That's great. And I'll never forget my sophomore year, Cal Davilar. <laughs> I'm telling you, this changed my life. I, even, I didn't come to believe until I was 19. This dude set me up. 
<laughs> white dude. Now, I went to school in the suburbs. I took a bus to school. My high school was 75% white. Lamorce, you want to come over for dinner? Now, imagine I'm poor. I'm from the, I'm from the projects. Mm -hmm. Free meal? <laughs> Brother, you ain't got to ask I'm me there. twice. <laughs> he was on my basketball team. You want to come for dinner? Absolutely. I was like, but yo, Kyle, I got to make this bus. If I don't come back to school and get this 530 mm -hmm. bus beat, I ain't got no white to the crib. Right, That's right. just house for all my white people. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I got to make this bus. He's like, no, we'll have you back. So a week later, he set everything up, drives me to his house. We turn into a church. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? A church? What, what is this? I ain't going to no church. Kept going. It, his dad was a pastor. We went to the parsonage. I ain't know that. This dude set me up, bro. Walk in his house. As soon as I walk in, Mm. I feel the presence of God. Wow. We sit at the table, his mom, him, his two sisters. I never had a family. I never sat at a dinner table. When I saw that, wow. I wanted it so bad. He never preached at me. He never witnessed to me. He never called me nothing. I, I saw his family. Mm. It blessed me, man. I remember holding hands praying. <laughs> I'm like, what are these white people doing? They're crazy. <laughs> praying. Mm. Bro, it changed my life. They had somebody at the dinner table who didn't look like that. Mm. It sold a huge seed in my life. Huge seed. Because God's intention for creating us was family. Yeah. He is a father. And he wants his family back. He got so many kids away from him, he yeah. wants his kids back. Yeah. And that's why this is important. It's bigger than fear yeah. of being afraid to talk to somebody that's who it. don't look like that's you. Good. Yeah. It's God wants his babies back. He's a, he's a family. God loves family. Mm. Why is the divorce rate so high? Why is Satan after breaking families? Everything on Satan's agenda is disunity. That's right, yeah. Because what did Jesus say when two or three are gathered in my name? That's where he'll He's be. there. That's right. So the family unit is the kingdom. Yeah. And we got to get God's kids back to him. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because our dad's heart is broken. Wow. And the world would never get that wow. because they want justice. Well, our dad's going to call for justice for our sin and then mm. what? So if you get justice on earth, kudos. Mm. But he's calling for justice for our sin. We will give an account. And that's why we must tell a story. Wow. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten yeah. son. That whosoever, whoso black, whoso white, whoso yellow, who, no, whosoever yeah. believes in him. Will not perish, but have everlasting life. Man. I appreciate you sharing that. That's cool. That's so cool. Um, you know, I think, I think there's so many believers, black, white, Latino, doesn't matter the race, people of God, who want to demonstrate this kind of family reconciliation, mm. ushering in this kind of kingdom. But it's so noisy right now. Mm. There's so much political rhetoric. Mm. There's so much 
this is what you should say, this is what you shouldn't say. This mm. is this is how you should respond, you know. Yeah. This is how you shouldn't respond. Mm -hmm. And it and it can get cloudy. Mm. And it's hard to know uh do I have a voice? Where's my voice? What should I, you know, how should yeah. I insert that voice? Mm -hmm. um, you know, give you an example, and maybe you can help break this apart for us a little mm. bit. The, the mantra, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. it's a true mantra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there is a, you know, um, a hesitation from mm -hmm. a large group of people yeah. who would say, what should I... Should I step into that mantra? Because yeah. it also represents a political Absolutely. agenda 100%. that they may not 100% line up with. with. Yes. You know? Yep. And so there's, so that's one example of mm -hmm. trying to figure out mm -hmm. what, what do I, how do I, you know, mm -hmm. um, can you kind of Absolutely. break some of that apart for me? Yeah. And, you know, if you're sitting across the dinner table, which we'll do tonight with yeah. me, yeah. and then right. I'm like, hey, Lamorce, like, how do I, how do I step into this conversation? What do I do? Yeah. And, and explain Black Lives Matter. Explain like the the importance of you know some of these some of these uh, the, the mantras and the, and my yeah. voice within all of that. Can you can you just kind of help me understand Absolutely. some of that? Yeah, I, I would encourage anyone to only respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, my wife, as you know, I'm in an interracial marriage. My mm. wife's white. Yeah, she gets a call of. Of one of her friends wanted to go rally mm. to the mar to the protest. She looked at me as like, you know, babe, I want to. Hey, do your thing. Mm. I am not convicted to go and march at a rally. <laughs> I love you. I pray for you. Come on, but that is not my conviction. Mm. Now I love my wife. Yeah, I, bro, I would I would do anything for my wife. But I would never number one trample her conviction. Mm. I could have been like, no, don't go. I've, part of being a husband is to champion the gifts in our wives. Yeah, yeah. Right? So my point is that don't jump your conviction for convenience. Mm. So there's no pressure to do something if the Lord haven't told you to do it. Wow. That's the key. But we are in the emotional driven world. Yeah. It's all about how we feel. Yeah. The Bible is very clear that we walk by faith, faith. and not by sight. The yep. Lamores Crawford transfer. Walk by what God says, not by how you feel. Mm, that's great. Come on. Yep. And so we are to love the world yeah. and win the world. We're in it, but not of it. Yeah. Come on. So if the Lord convicts you to take that step, then do that. Mm. But I can't take your conviction. Now, there's a line of conviction as the church that we all should have. Right. Against right. sin, immorality. Right. right. That's all. All of us should have that conviction. Right. We have a line of Big C church convictions. Right. But then there's individual obedience convictions. Mm. Come on. So in some ways, kind of help me understand if this is not correct, but you're saying we can't sit on the sidelines as the church about this issue. Correct. Right? Yes. Because there should be yes. there should be something happening yes. moving forward because there are obvious injustices and inequalities yes. going on. Yes. So we as a church should be leading that charge. Yes. But the way that we participate in that needs to be driven by the conviction of the Holy Absolutely. Spirit. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. Because if we don't, we jump in and we're just like the world. Mm. What makes us different? Yeah. The word church means out-called ones. Yeah, wow. What makes us different? Yeah. Our response have to be different. Mm. 
Mm. Right. I saw I remember seeing a, a post of a guy standing there praying with people. I've seen churches come by and bring water. Right. Yeah. Um, I've seen. Right. So those things stand out. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. what makes us stand That's out? Right. Yeah. So whenever the Lord leads you and it's just Bible. Yeah. You're going to stand out. Like yeah. how you mad at Jesus for healing on the Sabbath? Yeah. Like if your ram got caught, you'll go get it out. <laughs> but you mean to tell me this man who's been bound, you don't want him free? Right. Why? He stood out. Mm. Right. The church was never called to fit in. That's great. Wow. My wife, I love when my wife gives this example all the time. She goes, if we talking right now and a little green alien went running past, we'll all be shocked. <laughs> like, what is this thing doing here? She said, that should be us when the world sees us. Mm. What? You're different. Yeah. What's so different about who are yeah. you? Where are you from? What did Paul say? We're aliens. Mm. We're passing through what? This is not our home. But as long as we're here, our job is to reconcile God's kids yeah. back to their daddy. Mm. And he, his leading will always be that way. Any leading of the Holy Spirit would be to give God glory. Wow. It will not to be to fit in. Yeah. But if that's the leading, in whatever way it is, yeah. make sure it's by him. Because mm. what did he say? You want to fast and pray? Let them see it. You do it in front of them. Well, that's the glory you're going to get. Hmm. That's your reward. Go ahead. Take it. I hope you like it that another person's opinion of you has become your reality. Hmm. Or you could do it the way I commanded you to do it. Not only would I give, get glory, but then I'll bless you for it. Hmm. So God can take our efforts in this season further than we can do on our own. That's it. Yeah. So that's let's good. do it his way. Wow. And that's what love. Wow. And that's a supernatural love. Wow. Agape love, a love that can only be expressed in action. It's not words. Agape love can only be expressed in action. Agape love says no matter your skin color, yeah. no matter what you've done, you, I'm going to give you a love that you don't qualify for. Mm. <laughs> That's agape love. Yeah. Why? Because Jesus, and you know what? See, I couldn't send my son to this world. Mm. Everybody even went to hell. <laughs> Mm -mm. You yeah. don't qualify. You don't. No, yeah. son. Come on, let's yeah. go. They don't want to listen. <laughs> right. Thank God I'm not him. Wow. Come on. But he did anyway. Mm. So he qualified you to be in relationship with the Father, and that's how we gotta look at other people. Wow. Jesus died for them. What right do I have to talk down to you? Wow. To treat you inhumane. This demonic. It only comes from one place, and it's not heaven. Wow. So we got to do better. So respond to do the conviction of the Holy Spirit, being obedient to the word of God, yeah. being the out called ones, step into spaces where we influence. This right here is your space of influence. Yeah. You're adding value. Mm. This is what you do and feel free in doing it. Because mm. this is what God has called you to do. Yeah, that's great. It's freedom in that. <laughs> There's no pressure Yeah. to go downtown Indian March. Yeah. No, right here you add value. Yeah. And that's kingdom. It's so good that you said that, Lamoris, because, you know, we've wrestled with that as a family where we've gone, mm. right, you know, we, we don't want to be reactionary. Mm. Like, and that's just in general mm -hmm. with anything, mm -hmm. you know. I feel like we, one of the things we talk about a lot with Nothing Is Wasted is, is to make sure that, yeah, just what you said at the beginning of this, it's okay to have emotional responses. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be emotionally charged, but it's important in that moment then to begin to create some space between your emotions and yeah. your actions. Yeah. Um, Jesus, right? In yeah. your anger, do not sin. Yes. Right? yes. You didn't say don't be angry. Absolutely. 
Yeah, he was angry. He was angry. He got angry at times. Right. Yeah. Especially over injustice. Yes. Right. Yes. Especially over oppression. Mm-hmm. Like, there was mm-hmm. a righteous anger there. Mm-hmm. But even in that, his response was not reactionary. It's always love. I mean, he like he goes into the temple, right? And he mm-hmm. he sits down and he creates a whip. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it takes to make a whip. Right. right? Yeah. But like, he didn't come in just like oh, and just start turning tables over. Yeah. Right. He can't and he thoughtfully mm. was like, how do we respond to this yeah. in a way that is going to um, push forward the kingdom Yes, and call out the injustices mm-hmm. that are happening here? And, and think about that context as well. Those same people whom was in that temple in mm. which he turned over them tables was the same people he ministered to. Wow. Come on. Wow. The same people who oppressed him. The Jewish people was under Roman oppression. Yeah was the same people he died for. Yeah. The same people on the cross said what? Forgive them, Yeah. for they know not what they do. Hmm. I'm, I'm gonna share this. I wouldn't go share, but I feel like to share it. <laughs> share it. So I was wrestling with this idea of justice. Yeah. Okay, you know my story. My mother yeah. was murdered. She was murdered by a black woman from our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right, she rallied. Her dad was a big part of the church, rallied. Long story short, she ended up not serving jail time. Mm. So you want me to have justice for a black man killed by a white man? Mm. You want me to be upset about that? But what about a black woman who murdered a black woman Mm. in which my kids would never meet their grandmother? Wow. I still haven't received justice. Yeah. But we talked about this thing called love. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about a mature love, growing in love. 15 years ago, you bring up this woman's name, anger arises in my heart. Mm. Today, you bring up this woman's name, forgiveness is written all over my heart. Wow. Because I matured in my love. And as wow. a matter of fact, we're looking to, to, to find her and sit with her to let her know she's forgiven. Sure. And I want to present the gospel to her. Wow. A mature love. Yeah. Why? Because that's exactly what Jesus would do. Yeah. He held nothing against the people who oppressed him. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he opened not his mouth. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yep. You're standing before the same people who you healed, you fed, you delivered, you raised babies from the dead, and they're crying out, crucify him? Are you kidding me? You know what I want to do? I would have caused lightning to strike each one of them individually. Yeah. yeah. Exactly why I'm not. Right. But that's not what love does. Yeah. What did he do? He went to the cross anyway. Mm. And that's our lens as believers. That's wow. the only way. That's the only fruitful way. Wow. Great. Log your past. Woohoo. I agree. But it doesn't change a heart. Yeah. And there's only one thing that can change a heart. A man must be born again. Yeah. He must be born again. Yeah. If we can get men and influence, influential men with new hearts, that's how the world's changed. Yeah. Wow. One heart at a time. Wow. One heart at a time. Um, a couple more questions, mm-hmm. if you if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's because I feel like this is a really safe space to be able to ask some of the questions where I'm like, hey, well, I want you to educate me on this a little bit, you know. I think another hot button word that is is thrown around and pushed back against mm. and not understood and is, or a phrase, not word, but is white privilege. Mm. Yeah. Can you kind of help me understand uh, what exactly is that defined as What yeah. are, when when, you know, Especially the black community yeah, is saying yeah. white privilege. What are they saying? Yeah, yeah. What are they not saying? Yeah. What is implied? What is, you know, kind of talk all Absolutely. around that and, and help me understand it because, you know, as I've been kind of uh, leaning in and listening, yeah, 
I began to realize it's a true statement. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with some of the systemic stuff that you have already described to mm -hmm. us. But I'd love to hear a little bit more of just your thoughts yeah. on a commentary on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I always pray. <laughs> this is kind of... <laughs> I always pray that God would give me modern day parables. Yeah. That's right? great. So I'm going to give you one. All right. White privilege. Yeah. Because you know I serve NFL players. Right. Cincinnati Bengals is playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. One of the craziest rivalries in, right. in the NFL. Right. As long as I have on a Bengals jersey, I have a standing in that stadium that the Steelers don't have. Mm. I can go places. They're just visiting. Mm. Right? Their locker room isn't as good as ours. Though it's great. The fans aren't as loud. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. At least not in Cincinnati, they're not. <laughs> sure. I know. Pittsburgh is a whole You go to Pittsburgh. Beast, Woo. It's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Truthfully, there's been a lot of Steelers fans at Vegas, but we ain't good past that. But anyway, so there's some privileges that I have yeah. with this jersey on that yeah. the opposite team don't. White privilege is a real mindset, mm. whether cognizant of it or not. Yeah that you've been on a team and your ancestors have been on the same team right. in which you're awarded privileges that brown people are. Mm. It, it's, it's conscious yeah. and unconscious. Right. Uh, the system has been set up mm. because of the same seed of the narrative of a less than, mm -hmm. right? And so sad to say, there's been a lot of that mindset passed generation to generation. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's ingrained mm. in some subconscious way yep. in society. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember being pulled over. Uh, I was 22. I had a 1989 Chevy Blazer, tinted windows. Mm. My handle was broke. So in order for me to get my door open, I had to let the window down and pull from the outside. Mm. Well, my outside handle broke and my window was broke. Right. And so I remember being pulled over and the first thought in my mind is I got tinted windows. He can't see me because mm. normally ask my wife if I get pulled over, both hands go right on the steering wheel. Yeah. You're going to see my hands clearly. Yeah. You just ingrained in that as a as a kid. Yeah. Can, you know? yeah explain that even a little bit more. Because Absolutely. honestly, the first time I heard that in a lot of this conversation, I was like, I didn't even yeah. think about that. But yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So growing up, we've seen this I, this police brutality. And let me say this. I, my wife can attest to this. We have great friends that are poli yeah. police officers that are white. This is not a all white police officers are evil. Right. That's just, right. that's so immature, it's not even funny. Right. Right? Yeah, that's, but, a, that's right. a false narrative that's also exactly. being espoused. Right. But when you don't know who's pulling you over, right. you protocol as if they are. Because there is. Because there is. There is corruption even in Absolutely. That, which and, we've seen. Absolutely. And there's some that we don't know about. Absolutely. And let me say this, on the black narrative, New Year's Eve, coming out of the projects, I'm breaking the law to get my wife out of the projects. Mm. I'm going 80, yeah. and I get pulled over. Mm. So this ain't a black and white thing. This is a safety thing. Yeah. I know what happens New Year's Eve in the hood. Bullets going places. Yeah. And my grandma will always say, a bullet does not have a name on it. Mm. So you ask my wife, I beelined it out of there, and we got pulled over. You better believe it. So mm. it's the same thing. Does that make sense, yep. that narrative? Yep, absolutely. And so anyway, so I get pulled over. I'm like, you can't see my hands. Mm. And so... I, I knew I couldn't burst the door open. Right. That's just not what right. had been good. 
So what I gently did was open the door very slow and I, and I, I heard the gun come out. I heard it out the holster. And I just stuck both my hands out really quick. Mm. And I said, sir, my doors, I can't let my window down and my outside handle is broken. So this is the only way. And I thank God he was a cool officer. Wow. Came over, pulled the door open. It was cool. It was like, hey, your taillight, because I had tape on my taillight. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so that's just ingrained right. and taught. Right. You know, we've seen it, the narrative over and over again, that you learn this unseen protocol yeah. Yeah. of walking in America. Right. And that is the world. When I became born again, mm-hmm. my outlook changed to recognize that these things are spiritual. Yeah. Okay. Period. Right. Right? Because when you're in darkness, you can't see. Yeah. But when he brings you to the light, you understand. Yeah. Right? So I begin to understand that there's a spirit behind these things. True. That didn't change my protocol because I know how the world view me mm. as a black male. And the stats don't lie. Yeah. Right. I'm nearly 50 percent of men in prison are African-American. Mm. High school dropout rates at 50 percent. There's some st- there's a lot of stats yeah. with this group of people mm. that are real. But through the kingdom, we can help people discover who they are in Christ and become everything God called them to be. Yeah. And so we have to teach people to break the narrative of how the world see them. Mm. And that's why I went to college. Really, I really didn't get my master's degree. Because I needed to fulfill my calling. Yeah. I got my master's degree so the world can say nothing to me. Because <laughs> now people look like me got master's degrees. <laughs> so now they can't hold me. Wow. Right? Yeah. So what did he say? Be wise as Serpents. serpent, but innocent as doves. As doves. That's right. Right? So that's what I did. And this narrative is still today. Mm. How do we stay wise in the world? That's great. Right? And the narrative of black and white, is, it's real, but I believe God would give wisdom for yeah. us to navigate it. Yeah. <sighs> And, it, and, and, and our response, it has to be consistent with this upside down kingdom, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, the upside down kingdom, God's kingdom, mm-hmm. tells us, you know, do not uh, repay evil with evil. Yes. Right? Yes. But repay it with good. Good. Pray for and your enemies. enemies. You know? And, and that is that, you know, little green alien that you yes. were just talking about. Yes. That is noticeable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, as same as you as I've seen images where I've watched um, where I've watched a police officer take a knee in the middle of a protest mm, mm. I've gone wow wow yeah that's yeah. that's marking to me yes where I've watched like what you said people praying together white and black together yes. Yes. in the middle of these I'm going yes that's upside down. Yes. And I'll say this too, Davey, mm. is in all those narratives through American history, there's always been white people mm. in every generation that has stood hand in hand with black people. Mm. Underground World was fueled yep. by white people who, who knew this was wrong wow. in the South. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. So, so we, we, we can focus on the negative if we want, yeah. which is real. Yeah. But what about the positive? Yeah. Wow. Right? Wow. Isn't that powerful? That is. Even during the civil rights movement, you see the boycott, you see white people in line. Huh. You see white people marching. You see white people getting torn from counters in North Carolina, getting beat. Right? Yep. So that's why this isn't a lot. I can't say all white people. Yeah, exactly. I can't say all police. All, that's right. so immature. Right. But the world, so they got to see us yeah, yeah. love supernaturally right so prayerfully that would be influential for them would it be fair to say along those lines that like instead of 
instead of white America pushing back on this idea of white privilege, mm. instead of us being like, no, mm. that's not true, you yeah. know, like, which is c- consistently the response. Yeah, yeah, yep. You know? Yep. It's the response that naturally flares up in a white person's heart that's like, well, wait a minute, because mm-hmm. for some reason that term for us seems to think, seems to cause us to think that it discredits any maybe hard work or anything like right, that, right? Like right. That's what yeah. it seems to, yeah, right. which is not true. Not true at all. But So instead of pushing, was it fair to say, instead of pushing back, can we, can, can, can we say, hey, let's just realize that this is the case? Yeah. And how do we leverage this to bring change? Yeah. Like what you're saying, you know, Absolutely. as far as yeah. white people helping with the Underground Railroad. And yeah. Like, Absolutely, David. I I challenge this on a pushback. What instead of pushing back, you actually start from the premise is true and then investigate it. Wow. So always begin with you know what that's probably that's true. That's okay. Let's I'm say assume that's true. That's true. Assume it's true. Now help me understand. Now let me help understand it. Yeah. Why? Because what breeds relationship? Yeah. Is understanding. That's good. Right. I won't understand what it means to have white privilege in America. Mm. Even though I'm married to a white woman, right? Yeah. Over the years, my wife has noticed things, right? My father has a, my father-in-law, I love my father-in-law, that's another story <laughs> we could probably share. But he has a 1970 Maverick. Hmm. This thing cleaned <laughs> in a month. I love this car, right? So we had his house the other day, He's like, yeah, just take it into town. I was going to pick up, a, I was going to Kroger and then pick up a part for my brakes. Yeah. Take it. So I pull out and my wife, like, I think she called a session. She was like, wait, I wanted to go with you mm-hmm. because of everything going on in a white town, a black man driving this mm-hmm. white car, my wife didn't think I would be safe. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And so there's some narratives that play. Yeah. But above it all, as be- I ke- the world can't get this. Mm. We have to lead with love. That's great. And so if the white privilege, if you have pushback from white mm. privilege and you are a believer, mm. let's seek to understand why. That's good. That's so good. Let's just say, let's just give you the benefit of that. Okay, white privilege is real. Yeah. I want to understand how and why is this a thing. Yeah. Right? We do with everything else. Right. Right. right, but it's something about how the enemy has done this race thing, bro. Yeah. It's yeah, and because of the history of America, that's why it's so strong here. Yeah, it's not like any other country, right? Besides yeah. South Africa, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We've set my wife and I set in some trainings on racial reconciliation with people from South Africa, yeah. and the stories are very similar, right? And so, for believers, though. Yeah. How do we put the kingdom lens on to seek? Jesus did the same thing. Woman at the well, yep. the parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus was nailing this, right? The centurion servant. Mm-hmm. He got a, a he got somebody on his team, yep. right? He got a tax collector. Yep. He got a dude he knew it would betray him. Yeah. Like, it was the heart of people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the most, intri- Jesus is the most intriguing leader of all time. He seemed to intentionally cross those lines yes. to like, try to bring about the exactly. conversation. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. Why? Because right. he wanted his kids restored back to That's his dad. Right. Wow. Didn't matter what they look like. Wow. Lamoris, what would you say? I want to ask you, you know, to speak into two different groups of people, white community and black community. Mm-hmm. Specifically, if you're speaking specifically, let's say right now where you're in front of an audience of mm-hmm. all white people. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? And then I also want you to, you know, if you're, if you're speaking to an uh, all-black community, 
what would you say to them? Kind of give me, absolutely. you know, here's what we need to do next. Kind of, yeah. you know, um, uh, exhort us. Yeah, yeah. A little bit right uh, here. I think of a story in Luke 7. Mm-hmm. Jesus is walking to the city of Nain. He sees this funeral procession. Mm-hmm. And I love the Bible. I love how detailed the Bible is. Three words that stand out. Widow. Yeah. Which means she's a single mother. Yeah. Only child. Mm. Compassion. Hmm. Widow. Only child. Compassion. So Jesus sees the single mother who's about to bury her only son. Now, this is very interesting because we see Joseph in the narrative of Jesus as a baby, but we never see his name again. Right, right. Are you going? Are you hearing what I'm yep, saying right now? Yep, yep. When Jesus saw that woman, he saw Mary. He saw his mom. Wow. He saw this woman, who's a single mother, burying mm. her only son. Wow. Something broke in him that breeded compassion. Wow. He so moved with compassion, he raises that baby from the dead. All of my white people, let's look at situations mm. and let's dive in. That's great. Why question? He didn't say, how'd your husband die? Yeah. How did your son die? Yeah. Was there injustice here? Yeah. What did you do to cause his death? Mm. Did he ask any no, of those questions? Not a single one. What did wow. he do? He entered and led with love. Wow. Wow. What if my white people would start with love? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So think of my black people. Mm. Luke 13. 13 to 15. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's 13 to 15. <laughs> I think it's 13. Sorry, we don't have any fact checking. I know, I know. It's okay. (laughs) So Jesus, uh, people come to him and says, basically, what do you think about, um, um, say, Pilate uh, murdering? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. It was, anyway, so what do you think about these people dying? Mm -hmm. And Jesus, which was an injustice. So I I began to do research. And basically, he wanted to build an aqueduct, and the people protested not to build it. Yeah. So what he did was he had his soldiers dressed in plain clothes to go to the riot and they began killing Jews. Wow. So that's why the blood was in the temple because yeah. they killed them on the temple grounds. Okay. You with me? That's yep. the history yep. of the background. That's so an injustice has happened. Mm-hmm. Injustice, murder, flat out, on video. Mm-hmm. Yep. They come to Jesus and say, this happened. And Jesus said, do you think they were less, than, less sinners than you? You need to repent. Mm. What? Did you just recognize there was an injustice? There was innocence murdered. What did Jesus bring their attention to? Eternity. Wow. Yeah. Now, did Jesus love those people? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely loved them. Then he goes on to another story. A building falls, kills a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Do you think they're less sinners? Yeah. Who's more righteous? Who's more? Yeah. They need to repent. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? Wow. All of my brown brothers and sisters, I get the pain. Mm. I get the pain. I get it. But my question to you is, have you repented? Mm. Because we will all stand before God and give it an account. Yeah. So it's one thing to march and then you go live a sinful life of adultery, fornication. Mm. Getting, right? Come on, somebody. Yep. This is real. You crying out over injustice. Mm. But are you right before God? 
That's all of us. And I posted that. Wow. I said, I might not understand what it means to be white in America. I might not understand what it means to be black in America. But I know we all understand what it means to be sinners in America. Therefore, we all need to repent. Wow. Because at the end of the day, we will stand before him as sinners or righteous, not black or white. Wow. And does that mean God doesn't care about the affairs of the world? Mm. We know that's not true. He entered it to save it. Yep. Yep. And he left his church here to breed a new life. But at the end of the day, sinner or righteous. Wow. Wow. It's powerful, man. That's it. powerful. <laughs> so, wow. He said, my word will never fail. That's right. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Man. So how do we get free of what to say? Lead with the word. Yeah. If you have an opinion about Lamorse, it's because I quoted the Bible, not my own. <laughs> You're just the messenger, right? That's right. <laughs> I love that. I love so, that. And that's where there's, um, that's where the, the, the only good that can come from us mm-hmm. is God's word. Absolutely. Speaking through us. Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate you being that mouthpiece. Mm. And uh, again, you're a bridge, man. You are a bridge, and I appreciate that and the voice that you have in, in our world right now. And um, I appreciate you spending time helping me understand. I'm excited about having some more conversations. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, I count it an honor, man. Would you Would you pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Close, man, absolutely. Pray for our Pray for our country. Pray for absolutely. people who are watching this, mm-hmm. and um, just pray for our hearts. Absolutely. That we see heart change happen in this country. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Father, I just thank you right now. <clears throat> For everyone watching this, I first lift up this nation to you. We have given more to the gospel. We've sent more missionaries around the world than any other country. Lord, I pray for mercy on that harvest. That yes, America has come up in many wicked ways, but I pray for mercy on our country in Jesus' name. Father, we repent, we lament, we cry for mercy as a country. Secondly, Father, I pray for your church that we will rise up with the supernatural love that has never been seen, led by the power of your spirit. Mm. Oh, Holy Spirit, do a work in us and through us that the world may see that there is a God who cares, that he sent his only son to die for the sins of the world. Father, I also lift just up individually, my white brothers and sisters, black, brown, yellow, Each of us, may we take a stand for righteousness. May we get off the sidelines and get in the game of life. Mm. That you gave us your word as a playbook. You gave us the perfect place to run. May we each get in our assignment, each in our purpose, that we will add value to the world in a way Mm. that will point them to you. So, Father, may your word, your word and your word alone transform the hearts of each person hearing and watching this. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you, bro. Love you, bro. Absolutely.